0: Welcome, everybody, to the Celebrity Hour podcast. Have an excellent show today. Oh, my goodness. It's October 13th. It's Friday the 13th. We're going to get a little spooky, but keep it really cool today. I have an amazing, a legendary, an intercontinental an intercontinental champion of animation, film, and storyboard artistry, Coming in from Los Angeles, California, Will Mata, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) That was good. Applause, applause. Can I get a hell yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. We're going to talk about your new short that you directed, Dora and the Fantastical Creatures. But first, like in the sound of music, we have to start at the very beginning. (laughs) <laughs> where did it all begin for you well in animation in drawing where where was that spark where, where did it all begin for you um
1: i gotta say it started really early on for me i was a you know a kid who um early on my earliest memory to it was seeing another sort of fellow friend in elementary draw and it was like draw an animated character i think they probably drew like donald duck or something and it was like watching magic happen. It was like, what? You put a certain amount of lines together and an image is created. And it was just like, at that point I was just hooked. And this is like, I never put the pencil down. I was always drawing. I was always that kid who was just observing and reacting and and trying to express myself through it. It just became like my sort of security blanket through youth and growing up. And then as I got older, it just went from hobby to like, I think I could do something with this and sort of started to apply myself in school. And then had a fun internship, like in college, where I, I worked for Disney, and I got to kind of go in there. And at, at, at this point, by the way, I will say, I thought it had it in the bag. You know, there was a little bit of like, well, you know, you go from like, you're the only one who draws in the family, you're like, probably the best artist in the classroom. And you're like, going to college for it. I'm like, I must be pretty good by now. And I looked up and saw the artwork that The studio was created and I was like, nope, Uh, back to the drawing board. Like it was a humbling experience, which was great because it kind of opened my eyes to this idea that, you know, it's not a local thing, you know, like, yes, I know the artist in L.A., but like it's a global thing. And so there's hundreds and thousands of artists who pursue this career and apply themselves. And it's it's a lot of work. You know, so I, you know, put my hat down, finished off school and kept working and kind of, you know, never stopped doing it. I, to this day, I feel like I'm still learning. I still feel like that kid who who walked into the hall to, at, at a studio and went like, wow, there's super talented people. So I'm very fortunate to be around those people and hopefully take a little from that.
0: That's super cool. Do you remember some of the your first like illustrations back in elementary school? Like what you tried to draw? Was it, was it Donald Duck or was it...
1: Yeah. I mean, I I was a big fan of like Looney Tunes and like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Tom and Jerry, that kind of world was still kind of happening. And I was like watching a lot of that stuff. I know it had already had happened a while before me, but I remember like drawing like The Simpsons was probably like one of the first that I grabbed Because at that time, like Bart was kind of the central figure in that show. And he just spoke to any kid in school, you know, and like whether it was skateboarding or whether it was just, you know, being an edgy kid, like. That was probably one of the earliest ones where I would draw and um you know, like there were in t-shirts that were everywhere. So it was a thing that, like, yeah, we were I was drawing that all the time.
0: So Simpsons was a big influence.
1: Yeah, there was that. And I think, you know, like, you know, jumping around, even like uh, Beavis and Butthead. Once I got a little older, I remember like watching that show and just going, This is wild. What is this? Not quite sure what to make of it, but it was it was interesting. I think influences came from all over the place you know i don't think there was a very specific but um you know i think for me animation has always been one that is it comes from like silent films it comes from like your chaplains and your you know your silent like comedic actors and all of that to say that like any of those earlier cartoons looney tunes they were all about that they're all physical you know it was a little less about the dialogue but it was just visual storytelling and that's always been like a thing that pulls me in
0: and so being a storyboard artist earlier in your career, and is it true that you started with um, Scooby-Doo?
1: I didn't start with, that wasn't my first gig. That was like my first TV gig that I did. Because okay. I, I I got started in features. So um, sort of when I worked with uh, Disney, I was sort of accepted into their storyboarding bro- program, which is kind of like the young storyboarders coming up. And we all were assigned mentors and we kind of learned what storyboarding was. And and we were just like a box of kittens. And then we got put on to different productions and started to kind of become artists. And so my start was at Disney features. Uh, but that Scooby Doo was a one-off I did like as as a TV gig, like in between studios.
0: And with storyboarding, is that um I, I'm curious about that because you know, I came from the comic book world and there's lots of storyboarding mm-hmm. and paneling. But you as a storyboard artist get to like visualize what the movie looks like and work with the director. What's that like?
1: It's a lot of fun. It's a, I think the majority of the sort of, you know, the joy I find from this job is the problem solving. And I think storyboarding is one that spins a lot of plates, as you know, even in just graphic novels, it's, it's about what's the striking angle. What's going to sell the point. What's going to sell the emotion. You think about lighting, you think about, you know, all these different aspects. Um, And that to me, like, is the biggest sort of nut to crack in the process. And it's a lot of fun, you know, and to think that, yes, I'm drawing in a box, but that box is representative of what's on the screen. It's kind of a wild thing to think about, you know, and I've just uh, I've always been attracted to cinematography and photography and, you know, graphic novels are great examples of like just choosing to put the camera in the right place. It's a really tricky thing to do
0: no that's really cool and like i'm so impressed that like the first thing you did was disney you're like wow i started out at disney where do i go from here
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a fun place it's a it's a it's a really fun place and met a lot of really cool people and you know to this day i keep in touch with everyone it's such a small community you know we run into each other at different studios
0: that's that's super cool uh so Coming aboard Dora and the fantastical creatures, coming to direct something, and you got to work with a lot of directors, when you walked in, you know, on the set and you were working as the director, was it something like, okay, you went in, you're like, I need this, 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 and this, or was it something like, I'm coming in and like, everything is on fire, I'm on fire?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, like I will say, I've had all those experiences you just described, you know, I've 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 been in productions that are just like put out fires. We're running out of time. What do we do? Desperation mode. And I've been on shows that are just smooth from beginning to end. And I think all those kind of help prepare me for this situation. And and it's a short in itself, so it's going to have a compact schedule. So we were moving pretty fast. And I will say, like you, with experience, you kind of learn how to make choices and shoot from the hip and like feel good about them because we don't have the some, we don't have the leisure in this one to like really marinate on things and i I was lucky i had a really good crew that that did their part and made my job super easy like we just kind of all i've never worked with them before but we all kind of just jived and we knew the target and we knew that we wanted to make something special and we just kind of all leaned forward and it was one of the good ones for sure it was one of the smooth from beginning to end
0: well dora is such an icon like she's been around this character has you know, allowed for children to learn so much and entertain them for so much. Was Did you get access, full access to the archives or did you know a lot about Dora coming into this?
1: Yeah, I, I make the joke that like Dora and I both got our start in animation around the same time. Like, I, you know, so she's always kind of been there. Like, you know, I was too old to watch the show growing up. I've, I know people who've watched it. I know enough of it. You know, it's it's so well known that I know the sort of DNA of the show. and. You know, it was fun to, to get a chance to work in that sandbox for me. It's one that's a first time as well, you know, working on something that's that's a, a sort of a younger audience. And it's a more focused uh, lens that you you tell a story through. Uh, but, you know, the things that were striking to me where it's like you have a, a female hero, a female hero, and she's a Latina. And I'm just like, already you're hitting a lot of things that I'm like, anytime you have an opportunity to put these characters out there, like, of course. And I'm like, yeah, Dora's been there She's been around for so long and I'm like, we get a chance to reintroduce her in a way like no one's ever seen her. Like we get to see her in CG for the first time. I was like, yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it,
0: it is cool. It, so, and I'm, I'm always fascinated by color palettes in animation and with yeah. Dora in this, in this feature, the fantastical creatures, it's just, it's so beautiful to look at. Did you have any input or creative um genius going into this amazing color palette? Cause it's like, when I was watching it, you're like, you have like the nighttime, but when it goes to the nighttime, it's like, oh, my God, blacklight poster time, you know, back in the 90s. Right. Like, I love it. Like, talk <laughs> to me about that.
1: Yeah. You know, early on, we decided we wanted to kind of revolve this story around, uh, you know, Dora's story around something we hadn't seen before. And we, we zeroed in on Alebrijes, which is Mexican folk art, you know, and already just you take that sort of folk art off the shelf. It's already beautiful and amazing to stare at. And so we wanted to take that and create a world for Dora to come into, but try to be authentic about it. So we looked into it and try to do as much research as we can and be respectful to that art form. And we found things like, you know, a lot of the figures are made by a specific tree, a copal tree, they're hand carved. A lot of it is handmade, it's all hand painted. And that charm, we wanted to sort of, that became kind of our rules for this world building where we use the pattern, similar pattern, similar color, everything feels like it's handmade. Even if you notice the animation, it's kind of on fours. So the creatures in here move like they would sort of be made of wood and come to life. So they're not in the same sort of frame rate that Dora is in. So all these choices were to sort of like, you know just represent the art with the folk art, the Mexican folk art and, and keep it authentic. So we, we definitely lean into all that for creating the
0: world. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. Um, and then with your first, this the first time you've directed like a short, right? Yeah. So, was there a moment in either pre-production or like actually animating or in post where you kind of had an outer body experience where you were like, "Oh my goodness, this is so amazing! This is coming together."
1: Yeah, I think there was multiple moments for sure. You know, like. You know, this all was initially like a verbal pitch that the studio was into. And we went and I, automatically I was like, oh, OK, we're making this. And, uh, you know, with the schedule being so fast, we were, being a, we're able to see like progress so quickly. And it's kind of like I, I equate it to building a house. You know, you get excited when you have your blueprint and you're like, this is going to be amazing. And maybe you have some visual extrusions of like what it's going to look like. And then you see the flat plane and like they're digging out things and you start to see the framework and that's very exciting. You're like, wow, this is amazing. Then the walls come up and you're like, OK, now we have to make real choices. Like what kind of windows do we pick? You know, and, and so it, I think at every sort of checkpoint, there were some moments of excitement where it was just like, oh, my God, this is coming together. And once we started seeing like, you know, rendered color, you're just like, wow, like this is this is wild. You know, so it's very cool. Very proud of it
0: this is a, a a beautiful analogy there. I never put together like the architecture and like building a house uh, with animation because you know, like the blueprints are like the storyboards and yeah. then it all comes in. That's such a cool way to look at it.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I follow that one a lot because the truth of it is if your foundation isn't right, like if you don't have a really clean core story, like a building. It's just not going to hold up no matter how much you put on it. And of course, you're always going to add things to it. So you have to start with a really strong base. And I think like we had that here. We knew what we wanted to do. We knew where we wanted to go. And and that it helps tremendously because, you know, again, there's the version of filmmaking where you're just like, why are the walls falling? And you're trying to, you know, turn it into a house. But um, that wasn't the case, luckily.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so being director and in animation sound is so important. Did you get to help with any of the the Foley work or the ADR or even like the score, the music?
1: Yeah, you know, all that stuff we, we kind of talk about and we go through and, and look for things and, you know, if you if you watch the short, there are sort of you can kind of break it down into almost like a three-act structure, you know, before we enter this magical world and, and whatnot. And so we wanted to kind of we we would talk through the story like just kind of emotional beats, you know, like opening. It's gotta be intrigue, it's action, adventure, you know. Uh we're traveling through this area and it's like it's 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 more magical, it's more lyrical. It's, you know, we land on this space and it's like um, again, we once we're in the land of olive we we kind of go back to our our rules, where which were like handmade feel like. So how do we do that with sound? Like, do when they move, is it a more of a wood kind of wind chime sound that they make? Like, so we're all, all these sort of things we just apply to every facet of it. And sound was the same, so we go through and sort of spot emotional moments and go. We need something bright. We need something low. We need you know, and it, it's a lot of fun to do.
0: That's awesome. I've been hogging all the questions. Al- Alex, what, what, what you got? What, 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 what you got? <laughs>
2: um, well, let me see. I just first want to say that, like, we were sitting down watching, like, um, the old Doras, and, like, mm-hmm. it, it was made in, like, 2000, and I first thought that I was, like, oh, I'm way too old to watch that, but I, I was 12 whenever it first came out, and just the different, like, how different like the graphics look to compare to what you've done it's like amazing it's like a completely different it's a shift like in your short like the things come alive like everything comes alive and it's so it's almost magical and Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm excited to watch it I'm excited to see it and um especially with this little one coming on the way it's it's really cool (laughs) that there's going to be something more
1: that he can watch and it's cool that your family awesome no yeah it's it's great to see you know like you're pointing out something that's that was interesting for me taking on this project which was that this is the first time we see her in 3d you know and i think the show has a certain cadence and dna and it was very sort of i think originally was designed to be like a computer game you know and you would see a mouse come in and click and it was very like kind of 2D video game scroller. Um, and I think going into a 3D world, like just speaking cinematically, it gives us a chance to kind of push things and like really allow Dora to, I feel like I always felt she can command the theater and she could have a full feature film. Like it'll, you know, it's a little more sophisticated camera and, and a little more cinematic, but it still has we still you know wanted to maintain that dna that sort of interactive quality where she talks to the audience and it's mm-hmm. you know try to keep that pace but introduce a little more sort of like um you know a little more fast moving a little more different different pace to the show
2: did you uh, did you watch the live action one because there was a live action one correct
1: yeah yeah did, did yeah i'm familiar of- with it for sure
2: okay but none of that kind of like inspired inspired you or or did it was it just like this is the time, and this is what how everything is changing, and that's what kind of inspired you to do. Yeah, what I mean, I, I,
1: I, mean, I, I think it's great. The, the live action was, was a great sort of example of like how, again, like this female lead can, can carry a whole feature film, a full yeah. story, you know. And I think the inspiration is always like what she carries, which is like she's curious and she loves to explore. You know, those are two things that I hold very highly. Like I try to apply to my life all the time, and, and so. A well-defined character like that is in, is a fun one to play with.
2: Absolutely, and I love that she speaks Spanish. I love it. I'm like, man, I can I can really learn. I mean, I know Spanish, but it's it's really cool <laughs> for people that don't. It's like they can sit there and watch it and learn.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the whole educational component of of her world too. Which, again, it's an opportunity to kind of for exposure for those who don't know it, and also just uh, familiarity for those who do know it. And and you get to kind of see these figures on the screen.
2: Mm-hmm. Super that's, exciting.
0: yeah that's super cool and you brought up a good point of dora um and the fantastical creatures being like in 3d now as an animator and a storyboard artist and now a director are you constantly looking for the next change in animation or where you can bring it to
1: yeah i think that should always be a goal for anyone making these films because the truth is like you know if you flash to where at we're at now compared to maybe 10 15 years ago we're there's tons of animation now like we are almost oversaturated there's like animation shows movies films like get they're they're everywhere um so now the trick like is how do we stand out like what do we do that's different or how do we continue to push you know and and yes the goal should always be to stand out and do something new and 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 sort of enhance the the genre, you know, it's been evolving. It's gone from like, you know, we've seen 2D that's stop motion, sand animation, paper cutout animation. Like they, they've been, they pushed that to the limit. And I, there's still tons of 2D stuff that's getting pushed. And now CG as well, you know, it's like, what can we do with it? We can do anything. That, that's the beauty of animation is you can go anywhere with it. Why would you not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Out of any of the work you've done so i'm going to ask uh with this you know from stuff from scooby to to boss baby lego movie trolls world tour beasts, uh dc league of super pets beat working on these films is there like is there any sort of like artistry or cell or storyboard that you got to keep that you have frame that you're really really proud of
1: Oh, I'm terrible at this. I don't really revisit my stuff. I, I'm horrified by it. <laughs> what?
0: what? Why? Because it's uh, so good.
1: Right. I uh, would say uh, what you
2: have right now. It's like amazing. I keep that up. I love it. Put it in <laughs> a dark you. room. <laughs> there, there
1: might be a few boards I keep, but I'm I'm more of a fan of of the artists I get to work with. You know, like I think a lot of my memories come from like the directors or the or the other board artists or the peers that did, did things that kind of inspired me. I'm more of a fan of other people. I, uh, For real, like my work has an expiration date. The minute I do it and I'm excited about it, like a week later, I'm like, I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So if 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 that's the case besides Simpsons and Matt Groening, what else inspires you like what what animation is it is it like Ralph Bashke or is it is it what, what what do you what would you hang up in your house animation wise
1: oh um I mean you know like I think there's there for me film like there's animation and, and live-action films I think they kind of blend like the inspiration you know and I mentioned some things like I'm I'm a big fan of you know, old silent films, like I'm a big fan of like, you know, you know, contemporary films. I'm always looking for for anything that's going to inspire me, like to do visual storytelling. Like for me, like dialogue and sound are like fun things to add on. But you look at the genre of animation and that's where it started was like strong visual storytelling. I'm a big fan of if I turn the volume down on something, I know what's going on. That's either because the camera's in the right place, the acting is is being done correctly, and it's just like edit it correct. Like those are the things that I I, I lean towards, and you know I, I don't know I mean there's so many specifics I can give you, but like I think those those are the things I pursue when I look at film, and those are the things that that attract me.
0: That's that's cool. I um...
1: <laughs> Brian, I have a question. Yeah, for I have sure. A question for Will. Will okay. um, now. We've seen these episodes and how now, like, the Super Mario that they turned into the film. Did you <laughs> see that in Dora? Do you see a a film in the big screens? Well, if you say that three times, it'll happen. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Right? right. <laughs> Dora in the I film. Think I, Door
2: I, on the big screen, Dora on the big screen, Door on the
1: big screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I got to go, guys. I got to go make them know. Um Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> I think like to what I was saying, like, you know, when I took on this project, I for me, it was kind of like just a a, uh, an opportunity to show studio that like, yeah, this this character can definitely command a film. And I think that's true. And I think it holds up. And, you know, if Fernando's asking for that movie, we should make it. Yeah, totally.
2: Cool. And it's been out since 2000. Like she's yeah. been here since 2023 23 years. Like, yeah, why right? not?
0: And you're the perfect person <laughs> thank you I like that alright so now I have to ask a very topical important serious question uh, to you Will um, yeah. it being Friday the 13th if you can insert Dora into any horror movie to make it a better adventure <laughs> what oh my more movie would you insert Dora to? Can you imagine the trauma we would
1: cause? But yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Um, Just off the top of my head, just thinking of the the lines and the cadence of this show, can you imagine if we put Dora in, like, The Sixth Sense and she's going, (laughs) do you see it? Do you see it? Yes. Yes. Hey, say it three
2: times and it'll happen. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll traumatize so many children. Um, Or or what what if you put her in, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and... Her, swiping, in her dreams, she's telling, like in she's the adventure. Freddie, like no, no swiping, Freddie, no swiping.
0: <laughs> but that makes sense, though. Like when her coming into this fantasy world, where Nightmare on Elm Street has this fantasy sleep world, that makes sense. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and then the sixth sense, I just pictured Dora and Haley Joe Osmond.
1: Cold air coming out of their 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 mouths
0: right oh that's that's genius i love that Now, now we need to make like a kind of a pg-13 you know nickelodeon yeah, know are you afraid of the dark dora oh type gosh. of a special
1: that'd be great yes. a little halloween yeah. special i like that i like this brainstorming that's going See, on See the, the wheels
0: are coming in the wheels are the, the wheels are turning for, for 2024 halloween style i like that i love it Hello. um, so I, I gotta ask I always ask everybody this that I talk with um I know we talked a little bit about influences but um and I know you talked about silent film um like Buster Keaton and Chaplin and all that good stuff mm-hmm. um but are there any particular scenes in any movie and live action animation any particular scenes that have always stuck with you that help shape you creatively?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's tons, you know, and I think they happen everywhere. I think for me, like influences come from film, yes, and a lot of times just life experience. Like if you pay attention, there's tons to sort of pull and make authentic characters from. But to give you some examples, like you know, some of the films that I'll watch that I'm a big fan of, like you know, like you could pick any Coen Brothers movie. You could pick like No Country for Old Men. There's a scene where Javier's asking this old man at a store to flip a coin and call it, you know, and I remind you this story, this whole film has no soundtrack, which is an amazing thing to like go back and watch. There's no soundtrack in this film. So it's all about where do you pull your, how do you use sound design to, to, to build tension or to create a moment. And in this scene, he's asking him to call it. And I think he's eating like a bag of peanuts or something. And he crumbles that thing and he puts it down on the counter and, the, and he lets go, and the thing starts to unfold, and the camera hangs there, just just hangs there. And all you hear is that sound that, that that foil makes. And it creates such tension, and I'm like, genius. Like, it's so simple. It's like anybody else could have gone heavy-handed and brought in strings and created a like, you know. And it would totally ruin that moment. Like, there's something about that, like a, scenes like that, that I'll take that and go, that's powerful. Like, where can we use something like that? You know, um, take like Tarantino films where you play with timelines or you do things like those are ways that like you ask, like, how do you make animated movies stand out? Like you borrow things and you you learn from those things and you find ways to tell stories so they don't always have to be linear. You know, we all know in the beginning, we all know the prologue. We all know all that. But it's I'm always searching for ways to kind of switch things up, you know, or you take a film like, like the revenant, you know, you watch that movie. I feel cold watching that movie. I feel the pain, like I feel hungry. I feel like my ankle is broken because and it's all done through just visual. Again, visual storytelling, acting, dialogue, where the camera is. All those things, it's like are my inspirations. It's like, how do I evoke these feelings while you're watching something? So. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind a- of it.
0: That's super cool. Um if you had to, if you had to get an animated cell or an animated character tattooed on yourself, which I'll show you, I'll show character? you which one I
1: got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> show you my
1: back piece. Uh, uh, that'd be awesome. Should I just got like Snow White and Seven Dwarfs yeah. on my back. That would uh, be man, so that, cool.
2: Yeah, that would be
1: cool, right? Yeah, that's a you know, uh. that's tricky There's so many like uh you know tom and jerry would be great (laughs) like like, like, like,
0: like, was there like a certain one like a certain frame like you would want tattooed of tom and jerry
1: there was uh, oh man there's so many like that's such a tricky one to do. do
2: you draw it
1: no, I wouldn't draw it because then I wouldn't like it anymore. He doesn't like to look at his stuff, oh which is God. so crazy. <laughs> I do, I'd do. i like it for about a week. And I'd be like, can we can we cover this up?
2: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, that's tricky. I, I Yeah, there's so many characters flashing in my mind of what I would put. I'm very undecisive on this question. Well, we'll Hence come why back. I don't have we'll, any we'll add it to the
0: gram later. You'll get back to us. <laughs> awesome. uh, I love, I love that one. Um, do you have any last questions Alex?
2: uh no this was just really fun and I'm glad we got to do it and um, hopefully uh, part two <laughs> will yeah. be will be in the near future. <laughs>
0: Dora the Explorer Explores No Country for Old Men. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now you're talking. Yeah, see, there you go. That's good. Uh, Will, tell everybody where they can find Dora and the Fantastical Creatures and when. Oh,
1: yeah, of course. Uh, You know, head out to your theaters. Dora's out right now. She's playing in front of Paw Patrols. Um, And get out to the theaters while you can.
0: Yes, go go out and see that. Yes, for sure. Um, and I guess, uh, will, will Dora and the Fantastical Creatures be available on like a Blu-ray set at any point soon or DVD set coming out or digitally? That I,
1: I don't know the answer to that question, but I think we will definitely are looking for a way to keep this accessible. You know, it might be streaming. It might be, it's gotta be put somewhere out there for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Will. Uh, we really appreciate it. Alex, tell everybody where they can find you online.
2: Oh my gosh. Um, well, right now the fitness connection ads just keep popping up and popping up every single time he opens his, fa- his Facebook. He's like, oh, there you are. There you are. There you are. JCPenney's. Penney's um, still waiting for the epic waters, <laughs> 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 but fitness connection for sure.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Will. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we hope to have you all on the show again very soon. And Likewise. yeah, uh, awesome. this was thank great. Thank you guys. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time.